I'm, I'm going to keep all this in. I see it. It's recording. Yeah. Jeffrey is recording the call. <laughs> okay. It's recording. It's recording. Okay, I'm, I'm keeping all this in anyways. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> um, welcome hey, to the Nerd Trek Podcast. So I, I know you do. Uh, welcome to the Nerd Trek Podcast. This is episode... I just had it on my phone. Seven. Seven? Seven. Seven. <laughs> uh, what are little girls made of? Uh, original air date, October 20th, 1966. Um, this is also episode seven of the Nerd Trick Podcast. Um, hi, I'm Jeff. I'm your host. I got a couple other guys with me and then someone special, which I will then introduce. So say hi, my two fellows. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is David. I'm proud of you. There was not an awkward silence during that. So I'm yes. very proud of you guys. We're fighting it very hard. I'm not okay. proud of you. You didn't pick anybody this time. You're supposed mm-hmm. to do that. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to keep it spontaneous and fresh. Very yes. fresh. Um, but I am excited. So this is episode seven. Um, we have our first special guest on the episode, and I'm super Yay. excited. Yay! So, welcome, Ayla. Hello, mm. everyone. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I am very excited. Um, in case people who don't know, your uh, social media handle, cosplay name is Mare Dream. Uh, M-E-R-E-D-R-E-A-M. Correct? Okay, cool. I can spell. (laughs) Um, So you're a cosplayer. Uh, We've met, uh, David and I have met you a couple times. We were in our Iron Giant cosplay. We met you, I think, Palm Springs and the NerdBot and I think at WonderCon again Uh, somewhere. I'm pretty sure NerdBot and I think LA Comic Con too. Or like I saw you from a distance or something. Probably, I know. It was, it was all the easy crowds. to see that from a distance. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Walking around, I didn't realize it was you guys till later on. I'm like, ah. Uh, there's those guys. I know. But um, no, because it was great. We we saw you at Nerdbot, and we were, or I was in the Iron Giant costume. David was my handler. You were a uh, cosplay as as Artemis, which was fantastic from Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. which is great which is uh, it's it's a really good cosplay i i love that movie and it was fantastic running into you because yeah, i got saw some the photos. pictures it looked amazing you do a great job yeah that was one cosplay where i was like okay i don't want to do this character i don't want to do this i don't need another cosplay and i watched it a second time I'm like damn it i'm doing her i like her <laughs> <laughs> she's awesome. a badass isn't it though she is she is she's a badass i was like ah i have half that stuff in my closet anyway let's do it <laughs> Right? Oh yeah, there you go. Totally do it. Well, good. I'm glad. Um, and it's funny because when I feel like Trekkies are this like subculture now among nerds. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, all of you correct me if I'm wrong, but like we're kind of the original nerds, like pre Star Wars. But it's like even now, uh, you know, it's mostly pop culture superheroes. But like. Trekkies are like we don't talk about being Trekkies, and it's really hard to find other ones, right? A little bit. I found they're a- they're coming out of it's it seems to ebb and flow. Like yeah. for a while, it was really cool to be a Trekkie and nerd, and then it kind of faded away. Now it's coming back. Was it ever really and- cool to be a Trekkie? <sighs> no, no, it was not. <laughs> See, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just. As I've as I've aged and <laughs> just just come to accept it, I guess I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Uh, uh, but but now there's so much hype with Discovery and now with Picard coming back. Yeah. It's like Star Trek is starting to get super hyped again, and Star Wars is taking a lot of hits 
for whatever sequel or pre yeah. and all this crap that's happening in the Star Wars universe. So it's like Star Trek's coming back. So I don't know. <laughs> well, good. Star Wars too, but yeah, it's they're both even right now. <laughs> I think that's fair. Well, that definitely is. Um, so tell tell us a little bit about kind of how you got into Star Trek. What you know, some of your favorite episodes, characters, series, or things that you don't like. Please, please let me know. Okay. So I like I was telling these guys earlier. I have been thrown into the Star Trek universe since I was like around three years old. My parents are a couple of the original Trekkies, so I had nice. no choice. <laughs> so as far as the original yes. series, I already have watched the entire thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All the movies, all that. It's just like we have everything. Just hey, that makes one of us. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because none of us have watched the entire original series. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Especially Dave. <laughs> he he can count the number of episodes he's seen on one hand. I think still, even though we've seen seven of them already. <laughs> that's all all he's seen yeah i was born with a defect i have seven fingers seven on. fingers on one hand you just can't you just can't see it <laughs> um so what are your favorite series do you have a favorite series i always really like the movies um okay i believe it was the final frontier that always was my favorite that's the one where they go back in time and get the whales and bring them back to the future the voyage, voyage home, home. Yeah. thank you <laughs> yeah. yeah yes of I think has the one that stood out to me the most. As far as the series goes, after a little bit, they kind of run into each other. <laughs> so many seasons. Yeah, yeah, they they do. I and have a question for our guest. Sorry. <laughs> Seeing as you're a ultimate Trekkie, to say it in the way, how do you feel about the J.J. Abrams remake movies? Because these guys are have an interesting opinion. <laughs> I mean, they're interesting. They're interesting. Um. I would say they're a lot more geared for modern time, especially in the way of like who yes. you have playing, yeah. the type of characters you have, the variety of characters, and the themes are more action based for today's time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look, that's no, fair. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and I can watch them. I mean, they're fine as standalone movies if you pull them out of the Star Trek universe. I just put them off to the side and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a great movie. I know the characters and I just don't think about it when I'm watching the show. So it's like, it doesn't count. <laughs> la la la. Star Wars prequels. <laughs> mm-hmm. now, one that they just released like three or four years ago now. That one I loved. That one beyond? Um, was it Beyond? What was I, I don't remember what their, like, their subtitles are. Beyond was the last one. So they did Star Trek and then they did the one that was wrapped into darkness. Upon, I'm trying, into darkness. Yeah, into darkness. Yeah. And then it was Beyond. Okay, yeah. Beyond is. I had my dad watch that one. He's like, oh, that one was good. The other two, he's like, uh. Eh. I was yeah. like, okay, the second one, I was also kind of like, uh, this is okay. Not really Star Trek vibes here. More Star Wars vibe, in my opinion. Yeah. One eh. was kind of. I wonder if that's why I liked them. <laughs> <laughs> These guys uh, don't agree with me. They were, that they explains were so cool. much. <laughs> it explains everything. <laughs> okay. Well, then, then I, I, I have a feeling that if you can tolerate us for a couple episodes, you are always welcome back <laughs> yes. to discuss anything. Yep, totally. <laughs> Good. Um, cool. All right. So uh, we are here to discuss episode seven of the original series. What are little girls made of? Uh, 
uh, like I said, original air date, October 20th, 1966. Uh, first impressions of the episode, just kind of from the get-go. Uh, I'll start with our guest because you guys are old and boring. <laughs> yes, please. I, I'll take it from a fresh standpoint. It is a little bit on the cheesy side. Just yeah. the clone thing, the fight scenes. You can tell things are fake. I'm sorry, when he breaks off the stalactite, it's like, okay, I can still <laughs> But it's so hard to pull that piece of styrofoam down. He's like, ah. I'm like, he's going to break. I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, okay, I can tell all your tricks. It's definitely the old school way of filming. It's like, okay. Yeah. But you're good for a novelty episode. Yeah. No, that's yeah. true. I'm pretty much on the same boat too. Human centrifuge. That's all I gotta say about this one. <laughs> pretty that was a whole layer. Oh my gosh, that was all greatest. it takes to make a copy of a person is a giant turntable and and a and clamp a, over and a big and, and a big red, yellow, around. and and blue buttons that you just twist around <laughs> up times. Good to go. Instant human. Like okay, just spin someone in a circle and you have the phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think so my Dave, like, my I think my David title for this one was Androids are not awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So then if that's all you need for clones, then like merry-go-rounds around the world have been producing clone children for decades. That would explain a lot around my house. Maybe that's the plan. (laughs) This explains all the placements. (laughs) That's what it is. I knew it. Um, Yeah, so it's kind of a self-contained episode. Um, I I like that it gives you a bit more backstory about Christine uh, Chapel because you don't see a lot of nurse – chapel i mean obviously she's there helping mccoy but we don't get a lot of backstory or character on her um so this basically opens up with um they're heading to a planet uh goes to the to the bridge kirk is there uh chapel's there and they're going to this planet basically to find uh chapel's old fiance dr roger corby he's like a world famous uh scientist Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No one's heard from him in like five years, so they're going there to do one last time just to see if they can find him. Um, and and I like, you know, and obviously she, they were engaged, but she decided to pursue her career and wanted to be on a starship. It's like, well, that's cool. I can respect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starship's a little ahead of its time if you think about it. Cause True. I talk about from a female point during that time, it was still difficult for a woman to still have that type of job. So oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that at that time, that is pretty impressive. And Absolutely. once again, we have another character that's just in, that's just there without any introduction or hey, welcome aboard Nurse Chapel or anything like that. It's just yeah. like poof, yeah, they, they do are. love to do that. Just spawn characters oh. right into the middle of it, and kill me. <laughs> I mean, just even situations they do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, they're like, and it's not just a random side character. Like this episode is really focused on her, mm-hmm. and it's just like what who is this chick and then we, then you won't see her again for a few more episodes it's like wait what yeah. well but she was in what naked time and a couple of other ones i mean so she's been there you kind of yeah, see this her, is this but... is definitely her prominent episode i think in in her time yeah but, so but i think there's no it's just her if i remember like i don't even think spock's in it sulu um uhura they're not even on it yeah, even we don't even see grid scenes yeah, yeah. Right? No. no, I think you're right. No. Nope. Yeah, or even McCoy. So it's like it's basically just Kirk and or no, I think Spock is in it. But we'll Kirk, see Aurora, it's Kirk, I think Kirk before she goes down. 
we see Ohura like take the transmission, and I think they talk a little bit. But yeah, oh, if the guy, if Spock, um, if... it's it's Bones, McCoy, Scotty, and Sulu that we don't see in this episode. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, those are the three that don't appear. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So basically, she's they're kind of going back and forth of like, and she's explaining they used to be fiancés. He's been here for five years. No one's seen him. Um. The planet's frozen over. So basically, he's he's underground. Um. And so you're getting kind of this, like I said, this backstory on on uh, the character. Um, eventually, they're saying like there's not really much hope. We because other uh, people have been there before, no one's found him. So they're like, so why do you think we're going to find him now? We don't know. <laughs> um, they keep transmitting, but eventually they actually do get a response from Doctor Corby, and then Kirk's like, oh, we have someone here that you might know, and she says it's christine and he's like oh christine so like there's that connection he understands so yes yes beam down right away come oh, down right. but it has to be just kirk and chapel right yep yeah, yeah originally he says just kirk and then he's like chapel's here and he's like oh, oh christine yay. you come too yes. like absolutely but yeah and kirk kind of has like a uh i don't want to say a crush on the guy to begin with but he's very interested in him he knows him he's he a fan him. yeah he has a huge respect yeah yeah he fan girls on him basically <laughs> yeah so, yeah fans hard he mentioned yeah. reading his stuff in the academy so yeah mm-hmm. yeah so he's Choir like reading. space famous space famous <laughs> nice well he well he's not world famous he's space famous tm we have to copyright that one space famous that's going right next to the kill track tra- trademark yeah <laughs> yes oh did i update our kill track i don't remember i was... i have the kill tracker we're good oh. okay it was Thank 47 goodness. last time i think right yes we are currently at 47 have been killed 19 okay. of them were crew 28 were not crew and no red shirts have died as of the beginning of this episode let's okay. get ready to add to the total boys and girls that's yeah. where we're at <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how right. we spiraled into trying to kill people off. I don't know. Not trying to. We just want to see how many they do. I mean, we're just keeping track of it. I mean, All the right. ongoing joke is if you're wearing a red coat, you're going to die in Star Trek. Which is the Pretty funny much. thing. Seven episodes in, and nobody had died yet, so we thought that was kind of funny. No, no red. Yeah. Sorry, have none of the red shirts have died. Yet. No, no red shirts have died. Um, in this episode. Oh yeah, so they yeah they beam down and like immediately two of them go go up yeah like they go down they meet him they go down into the tunnels i think he takes christine with him and kirk and then immediately the two security guys that he brought with him are like pushed down a shaft and then strangled or something like that One's just immediately down, the other it's, one strangled and don't know what happened to the body on that one <laughs> probably yeah, it, it, it's just a bottomless pit <laughs> kind of thing yeah yeah he's probably tossed down somewhere um so yeah those the, so there's our first two red shirts they're the security detail, um, and they're killed by this very strong, you know, scary-looking dude. He's like eight feet tall. Um, yeah. It's actually the same actor who played—I I totally forget his name—but he played Lurch on the Adams Family TV show. Is that who it is? Uh, that is that him. Makes sense. Okay, I was thinking it was either him or the guy that plays percussion for like Aaron, Eric Clapton's band that just stands <laughs> in the top. Do you guys remember that? And <laughs> in, in the video, like from Unplugged, what? it's just a tall, no, tall guy that's. That. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nobody but you. Phil. Yeah, it just triggered immediately. I was like, oh my gosh, who is this dude? Um, wow. Uh, I, I, I don't know how to go on from that. I, I, don't, I, know, right? I don't know how to follow that. Eric Clapton is a tough act to follow. Oh, it's not uh, even him. It's the guy who plays percussion. Okay. okay. Ray <laughs> Cooper. Ray Cooper is the guy's name. Oh my okay. God. That's it. And I, I knew I'd had it here somewhere. See, this is why we haven't had guests on, because we... 
I don't know how anyone tolerates us. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so they Uh, talk about how on XO-111, they had like a temperature drop or something because the sun burned down and they moved down into the middle of the planet to try and stay warm. And then we meet, uh, what's her name with the... No, we meet the assistant. I I, I forget his name. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, he recognizes uh, Christine. Matthews. Uh, Matthews? Yeah. Um, yeah, they meet him, and they're kind of like, where's Corby? Something weird's going on. Uh, and then they meet Corby, don't they? Or do they meet the other, uh, Andrea? Andrea? I feel like it's all kind of around the same time. Like, they come down, they meet him, she walks in, the doctor walks in. It's all kind of like, great, enter, boom, boom, boom. enter stage yeah. left, stage right, stage center. Like, they just kind of brought them all in, one right after the other. Um, but th- this is the interesting thing I was thinking of. So in the, I'm going to jump ahead just a tiny bit, but in the course of the episode, they explain that they don't build these androids. They copy them from people. Does that mean that Andrea was already there and the doctor copied and killed her? That's my question. Too. <laughs> okay. That's or what I'm she... thinking for all the humanoid. All well, the yeah. well, no, or he did, says, did he go down in the tunnel and find tall guy and hot chick just sitting down there? <laughs> Like waiting for somebody to find them because that's Pretty the only sure two people we find from them. the old. <laughs> yeah, to that's the thing because when we see it, we see Kirk get copied from his own body, but it's like okay. Yeah, yeah human centrifuge. Yeah. Come from. Well, so mm-hmm. he when they go down, he says, "Oh, when we first got here, we found tall guy was still there. So he's been he's been there for like hundreds of years, still manning all all the machines. Yeah. So he said that about him. I don't know about the other. Well, obviously." Matthews had to have been copied because Christine knew him. Yeah. Um, as for as far as uh, Andrea, I don't know. They don't really say. By the way, the name of tall guy is Ruck. Ruck. R U K. Ruck. Ruck. But that's what I was wondering. So Ruck, he obviously explains, was down there. But Andrea, they don't explain. Was that a girl that he brought with him and copied, or was it someone that was just left there? And why was only two androids from this old civilization the only ones left in these tunnels? I kept expecting to meet like a giant group of androids that they had found and was living down there, but they didn't. And we so, don't uh, really know for sure if Andrea is from the older generation of androids or if she's one that's been made recently. Yeah. Yeah. They don't quite explain it. Yeah. She's, she's kind of vague and she just like takes care of everybody. It seems like that's her thing. She's mm-hmm. like, I wasn't programmed to do any of this. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, because she's just programmed to do. But would you like some food? Here's a nice plate. Here's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I. And that they have food, even though they don't need it. Yeah. Like, wouldn't the food have spoiled over five years? They have food stores. They have replicators. I don't know. That's my answer. All right, fine. We'll we'll take the easy (laughs) way out on that one, Tricky. Replicators. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so basically the. Pretty much the entire episode is just Corby going the kind of more sane, scientific uh, route of saying humans suck. Let's just copy them as to androids because we're far superior. We can live forever. So Mm -hmm. why don't we just copy people? Um, And you can kind of tell who's an android and who's not because the androids are very like, I'm programmed to do this. Not a lot of emotions, no feelings. Um, They kind of act differently. But then but Corby's still acting like himself. Um, like what Christine knows that he used to be. Yeah, that was a little odd too. But yeah. I don't know. they kind of explain that because they explain the whole 
if I took it a step further, then your soul would have been transferred into it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. like the creepiness factor just increases, like your soul, really. Like, do you spin faster to get your soul? I don't <laughs> Three more times around the turn two. You're like, come on, go, go, go. <laughs> For the personality to be transferred, it looked like they had to shock them. Or they need they needed to get Scotty down there to give the human centrifuge more power. I, I need know. more power, Captain. <laughs> Probably. Uh, um, the, other, the other interesting thing I noticed, so they get in that struggle, and the Kirk, I think, shoots the android, or someone shoots the android. And so apparently when you get copied, everything on the outside looks exactly the same, but all of your guts become wires and gears. None of that looks the same on the inside. Yeah, transistors. <laughs> looks like somebody rated. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like somebody went through a radio shack and just grabbed one of everything and tossed it in Basically. there. Basically. <laughs> I thought that it's, was it's a far cry from like what we see in next generation where they open up commander data and you see like all these this nice metallic with electronic components in there and it looks amazing yeah this is total hey, far cry hey, from tng that is not electronic it is a positronic, positronic. oh that's his you brain that is positronic so bite me. <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like like you would have expected almost like data where like the outside looks synthetic, like the whole thing's synthetic. But of course, I get why they didn't do that here. It's older budget costs and stuff like that. But I was kind of like, oh, the inside, yeah, it just looks like you said Radio Shack, like he's an RC car that somebody busted open. <laughs> <laughs> well, and funny enough, we'll we'll see this exact same trope in the next generation. Uh, the Enterprise crew will come across uh, Nuni and Sung's wife, Juliana. And she turns out to be an android, but she has a pulse, ends up, has a full life cycle. She ages, she dies, yeah. um, the whole thing. It's not just data who could live indefinitely. So it's like the next steps. And it's just like this. Spoilers, man. I know, right? Spoilers <laughs> for like three years from now when we get to season <laughs> what four of Next Gen. Yeah. That's okay. I didn't have any 200, clue. 200 episodes about. from now. Yeah. So. <laughs> it, it'll be a while. Um, and then I'll yeah, get to I mean, bring this up again and be like, hey, look, remember that episode of TOS we watched? <laughs> Phil ruined it for us. All right. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so that's basically what the episode is. They they want to copy Kirk and Christine, and he's like, what? He said, give me two days. And Kirk calls up to the ship and says, don't – or or no, he has Ruck use Kirk's voice to call up to the ship and say, we need two days. Don't come down. Nobody come down. Just leave us alone. Yeah, kind of a um, precursor to that Terminator 2 thing where he like copies the voice of people and you're like, that's weird. It's slightly unsettling. <laughs> it is. Um, the idea could have came from, though. See? That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so they do that, basically, and he's trying to convince Kirk that this is a better way of life. Um, obviously, Kirk's not having it. They think he's gone insane. Um, but then he Ruck incapacitates Kirk and then puts Kirk on this machine that is basically a big merry-go-round on one side, and then on the other side puts like a, a mass mannequin purpley thingy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, like, yeah. It, re- it reminded me of one of the putties from Power Rangers, like it just <laughs> with its legs yeah. cut off. Uh, I was thinking yes. a Stretch Armstrong doll, but yeah, same difference. Oh, like. I can't unsee the Power Ranger. Thing that I said it. It's exactly <laughs> what I thought was, oh man, they're making a Kirk putty. Great. <laughs> but yeah, amazing. so they, they do that, they spin it around, and then of course in true uh, non-CGI fashion, it's just spinning and all of a sudden, blink, there's Kirk fully made, there's no transition. They didn't even try and do like one of those fade effects like they did on some of the um, the Shapeshifter episodes that we watched earlier. Um, yeah. 
they yeah, didn't they, make an attempt a- to. They were just like Andrea twists a red knob and a blue <laughs> knob, and poof, we're good to go. One <laughs> Kurt coming up. Like beep beep. Okay, we have an android. <laughs> and that's all it takes. So, um, see, because then I feel bad for Doctor Sohn because he's trying to create data. Who's this amazing android? But he doesn't look like one. But if you just you put some people on a merry-go-round and it's fine. If you would have spun him around faster. They should have told him about that. Yeah, take him to that planet where they could have made a data. Yeah, oh wait, but they would have needed an actual person to copy data from. You, you, oh, you, expert, you experts, uh-huh. is data copied from an initial person? Is he supposed to be a copy of a living person, or did they make him from scratch? No, they made him from scratch, from scratch, but they gave him all the memories of the colonists that lived with him, because that colony ended up getting destroyed. So they gave him those memories and taught him and just basically dumped entire databases into his net as he matured. Okay. See, uh, I don't know, like, I didn't know if it was, like, a Terminator thing. I love the Terminator yeah. series. But in Terminator 3, they had a special uh, bit at the end of the credits where they had um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's face, and he has a different voice, like some southern voice. Mm-hmm. He's like, what do we do about the voice? And some black dude looks at him and talks in his voice. He's like, we'll work on it. <laughs> so it was like an amalgamation of the two, supposedly, awesome. went into being the T-100 or the T-101. But I, I didn't uh, know if that data was kind of the same idea or not. Like, yeah, no. And he's not even the first iteration. He's the third or fourth. I think it ends up turns out being uh, of androids that Doctor Sung made. So yeah, we'll get there. They they retcon a bit. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of basically the episode. Um, is they go back and forth. Kirk tries to escape several times. Like you guys were saying, there's a good fight where he or the android Kirk comes in in Kirk's uniform. And he talks to Chapel, and Chapel can't tell it's the android. And he goes, "Oh, I'm I'm the android." Uh, they go back and forth. Eventually, Kirk escapes because he's skillfully he what he he steals a rope off of a chair. Yeah, he's yeah, he, yeah. he groats the uh, the other android. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy, crazy yeah. town. But yeah, yeah. and then that? we have oh. let let her talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a part of me with that part because. Spoiler, later on in the episode, we find out that they're all androids, pretty much. But they yeah. have to choke out work, then, if he's an android. Yeah, I, I was thinking that exact thing, too. I'm like, wait a second, how is this happening? Yeah, yeah. that's true. If you go back and watch it, yeah. And why is Rock so obsessed with that, then? It's like, I have to protect you, I have to protect you. It's like, okay, get your program to that. But Yeah, exactly. He is so focused on that, yeah. Well, it makes me wonder if Ruck realized when he was programmed to protect him that he was had become an android since then. Maybe he was programmed to protect him as a human, so he still considered him human. And choking wouldn't normally be a problem for a human, so he... I don't know. That's the only way it makes sense to me. Mm. <laughs> yeah. This is going to require some in-depth, like, fifth-level thinking, I think. <laughs> Possibly. But yeah, and then we had the then we had the scene where he pulls off the stalactite, which is very obviously made out of some kind of like styrofoam, <laughs> and Crash was really I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't help but notice how phallic it's looking very... the piece looks when he takes it off too. You took the word directly I... out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm like Kirk's <laughs> carrying a dick. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> Pretty much, and then he hits oh, rock, with which it. says a lot about Kirk. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he hits him from that, and yeah, they, they fight for a bit, and uh, like it, it, there wasn't a lot of meat to the episode. It was a lot of kind of that fluff of like running around and attacking yeah. each other and stuff like that. There, 
there was a good bit where Kirk does talk to talk to Ruck um, a little bit. I think it's after the fight. Basically, he's like, you know, what happened to the old ones? And Ruck says, well, we decided that they were more superior. They were causing problems and they're the problem. Like they're like um, uh, an infestation. So we got rid of them. And Kirk's like, well, then isn't that what Corby's doing now? Shouldn't you do something about it? So he's kind of poking at him. It is kind of the plot to every AI-based apocalyptic scenario ever, which is like, we create computers, and then computers get smart enough to realize they don't have to fucking listen to us anymore, and then they just kill us all off and they take over, over. Um, which is kind of, it kind of ties almost into, at least in this episode, a Hitlerian eugenics type of idea of like, we'll just copy everybody, and then we'll kill off the weak version, and we'll keep the good version Mm -hmm. around, which is... You know, no bueno. Yeah, definitely had that feeling like, hey, we're improving the species by really not having people. We can yeah. make them perfect. It's like almost like a Borg, a Borg-esque kind of view. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it plays out in sci-fi a million times. The Borg does it. I don't know if you guys have seen the Orville. They do that with the robot species on that as well. Like, it just, it, it's, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's an old trope. It's yeah. an old trope that they've done in sci-fi. But again, one of the interesting things, I didn't realize that they went back this far with some of these plot points and stuff like that. I thought those were more recent developments. So it's kind of interesting to watch these 1960s episodes where they didn't really have the CGI to back it up or the practical effects to yeah. make it look cool. But yeah. the idea was still there. And I think out of this first, these first seven episodes, I think probably five of them we've been able to recall back to either a next-gen episode or another Trek series or another outside sci-fi series that uses the exact same. Like, oh, hey, look, Star Trek did this 70 years, 60 years ago, and oh, they're absolutely. doing it again now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I could tie, I think, everything back to something sci-fi outside. Because I'm a huge sci-fi fan. I just yeah. never watched old Trek basically mm-hmm. um but yeah it all ties back to that stuff and, that, and this was too when we find out like kirk tries to kiss andrea and she's like i'm programmed for someone else so we kind of find out that she's basically uh creepy dude's real doll Ooh. yeah <laughs> i was like i was like is she cheating on somebody or not or is she just i'm like there's some weird dynamic here I i'm pretty sure she meant dr corby right right yeah. maybe <laughs> question mark i don't know I mean, what I kind of got from that a little bit was that Kirk was trying to unlock and see if she actually had feelings or could go against orders. Because mm-hmm. mm. he did a lot of the seductive touching, seeing how she would react. Like He was watching her very closely during that. In a very Kirk way. Try it, yeah. <laughs> trying to reprogram her. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All, all you need is, is the power of Kirk. I was say, that is kind of his answer to everything. Is I'll kiss it and see what happens. Kiss it, see what happens. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Kiss it or screw it. One of the two. That's, that's sorry, Kirk. Uh, but uh. is it weird? And I, I know it's probably like a censorship thing or a TV and standards thing or uh, like a standards and practices. But like kissing back then was basically let's just mush our faces together. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Go big yeah, or go yeah. home. They didn't. You got to remember this, it is. This like, is the era of like if you had a couple that were married and you had a bedroom scene, they each slept in their own beds because oh, so standards like and practices was so tight. Yeah. So yeah, would not surprise me at all. They're like, okay, just press together. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is big because they a big kiss actually happens in Star Trek. It's in a, it's in it, like second or third season. It's coming. It's yeah. coming. Okay, yeah, we will wait. Should we? Yeah, let's, keep, let's yeah. keep Dave. Um, damn it, you know. Even even I know about that one, man. Come on, that was. We will story. talk about it then. <laughs> yeah, we will. Defi- we were definitely going to hit that but one. But yes. So. so back to the plot. So they they 
have this whole scene, yeah. and then they have a, a scuffle, and then the doctor... Corby. What Dr. Corby's hand gets, like, ripped back and reveals it's an android, and his wife is like, oh, God, I can't love you, and he's trying to explain, like, I can fix it. And I'm still I'm a still human. the same, yeah. I'm still yeah. me, even though I'm basically clockwork. Not me. Like, yeah, <laughs> not flesh and blood anymore. <laughs> not so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, but then it, I mean, I'm guessing he did the whole soul transfer on himself, right? That's his, he got his soul over. Ooh, yeah. that'd be a good band name. Soul transfer? Soul transfer. But yeah, doesn't Kirk like work some kind of logic pattern out with Ruck? He's like, you guys killed your masters and now he's going to do the same to you. And and again, kind of a trope that has happened. I didn't realize it was a trope because it seemed very unique when I've seen it in other sci-fi. But he kind of does that. Like, they're going to do the same to you, so you shouldn't let them... And he turns the logic tables on him, which was kind of neat, because, again, didn't expect that in a 1960s show. Mm-hmm. So, that yeah, was kinda like, neat. hey, you're just reliving what you guys have already gone through. Remember? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Kirby kills Ruck with the phaser. And yeah. <laughs> so and then they go back and forth and then they're in another room. But then on Andrea comes out and she mistakes Android Kirk for actual Kirk so that she kills Android Kirk. Yeah, thinking it's real Kirk. Yeah. Right. And then goes in and finds that it's Kirk and is there. And then what she's – Kirk turns her with a kiss, and then so Corby kills her, kills Andrea? Um, No, Andrea wouldn't give up hers, and she tries to tell Corby how much she loves him still and whatnot, and he grabs hold of That's it. That's right. Kills them both. Double suicide. Yep. Right. Murder suicide. Kind of a, a Romeo and Juliet yeah. ending there, it, except yeah, a little more direct. Too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're vaporized. There's that. <laughs> everyone gets vaporized. <laughs> yeah, they all like everyone dies except yeah, for yeah. It's very clean Kirk episode. Jungle. They don't have to worry about bodies or anything. Everybody's just poof gone. So that does add a question to the kill tracker: Is how do we consider oh, deaths in this episode? Android do we consider deaths. the people they copied as the original death, or is the android death the death of the person? Ooh. Do we count both as one? Do they get double counted? Count as, is it a twofer? Mm. Hmm. Let's just count one because they're on-screen kills. Okay, so we're gonna ah, say okay. four additional non-crew deaths to this. One, so two, that... three, four, five, five of them. Five. Cor- Corby, Matthews, Ruck, Andrea, and uh, Android Kirk. Oh, so oh, we're yep. counting Android Kirk. Okay. I didn't know since he was a copy and then... Okay. All right. All right. Hey. He still goes poof, man. I'm okay, okay. with that. I'm, I'm going yeah. to default to our guest on this one. She gets ultimate vote. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, you still kind of see a death. I mean, like, a 60s version of death. But you still see <laughs> it first yeah. appear and no longer exists. Okay, so we're going by mostly on-screen deaths. I mean, we did count, like, the 20 people on that one ship they mentioned, so it's kind of back and forth. But as far yeah. as Android no, or replicant or whatever we want to call these. So we have 19 crew, 33 non-crew, and two red shirts. <laughs> so we are at 54 deaths total nice. now. Seven episodes, 54 deaths. And our first red shirts. Which includes our first two red shirts. Absolutely. Nice. Wow, we're at almost eight deaths per episode. We're at quite the clip here. That's yeah, I was gonna say this is not as murdery as I. Th- uh, that's much more murdery than I thought Star Trek. Oh was. yes. <laughs> yeah, but then you have episodes like Muds, women are uh, who didn't have any. So 
Yeah, I don't think Ooh. it's right. I know that the dog, the dog died in that one, I think, right? That was no. Enemy Within. That was Enemy Within. Sorry. Uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then they, they, like, he tries to explain, I'm still human, and she's like, no, I can't love you because you're, you know, basically a synthoid, or whatever you want to call it, replicant. Replicant. <laughs> there are so many yeah. things they've called it throughout sci-fi. Um, so they, they die. They, they die. Get close together. Phaser goes off. And then yeah. all of a sudden, we're back on the Enterprise. Yeah, Chapel comes back to the Enterprise yeah. and decides to stay because he gives her the option, like, you know, what you just went through, you could transfer. Although they're supposed to be, like, out in the edge of space. I don't know where she'd transfer to, but... Catch her a transport home or something, I don't know. Yeah, and then he t- and then he, Kirk says a line, which is interesting, where he says, Corby was never here, which I was like, well, yeah, he was, but he... Even if you count him changing to a android as his death, he was still here for a while. Yeah. But... Well, does he mean like not there when they were there? I, I, yeah, I think it's yeah. a tongue-in-cheek. Oh, he it's was a, never it's a really comfort. there. Yeah. Okay. I I think it's more of a comfort thing. Like this wasn't really your fiance. It's just a duplicate to make her feel better. Yeah. Oh, are we gonna say anything about Kirk dropping a "Hey, you're a half breed" thing on Spock? Well, I was gonna say that definitely shows that Spock was in this episode because he drops oh, that on it. him real quick. Oh yeah, I missed that. We totally yeah. yeah so awesome. so during during the duplication process, Kirk r- realizes that it copies off over all his memories. So you see him repeating to himself, saying, "Shut your mouth, Spock. You're yeah. a half breed. Mind your own business, Mister Spock. I'm sick of your half breed interference. Do you hear? Yeah. Right to like yeah, put that into his head, which kind of like denotes the idea that Kirk thinks that already, but doesn't say it. Is that no, what I'm I think from that, like, yeah, I think, that's what I was wondering too. No, I think he picked something so out of char- characteristic for him. That's oh, really? why it sounded weird. Because it seemed to me more like that's something that Kirk has always had in his back pocket, but never produced because he's thought um, it but hasn't said it. Like, kind of a deal, which no, would make sense. No. Half and half on there. I mean, later on in the series and throughout the Star Trek franchise, you see him say that several times, but. Mm-hmm. The- particular issue it seemed like that it was more i'm going to say this so you know that this is not me because i want to actually say this to you oh okay so he uses it as like a authentication phrase or something at some point this is my safe word yeah (laughs) (laughs) the safe word is half breed (laughs) oh dear lord hey teach your own i guess yeah i just i just thought that was really odd yeah yeah. No, I think he did it as like to so something was up so that Spock would catch on. That's like, that's what I figured. Well, so one of the things I noticed that I liked about this, similar to I liked about that one episode where like the planet was deteriorating and they were in a tight orbit, is they do tie a lot of science back into this, which a lot of sci-fi they're like, yeah, we'll ignore the science, no biggie. But they talk about how their sun like starts to deteriorate, which is supposed to happen, and that causes the temperature, surface temperature, to drop. So I don't know, as, as I'm kind of a science nerd, I liked that kind of neat thing. They tie it in. Um, yeah. But, uh, maybe that was just me. No, you're right on that. You are very right. Yeah, it's what will happen here in a couple billion years, maybe. Probably. <laughs> also, I no. love, there was one particular line I loved this, where she asks him, I think it was Chapel asks Dr. Corbin about Andrea, and he says, like, oh, do you yeah. think I could love a machine? And her response was, did you? Yeah. Not yeah. not do you, not have <laughs> you, but, like, did you? She's, yeah. she's asking him if he fucked the machine. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> <is. laughs> 
Yeah, like That's just how much question. do you love? <laughs> and he doesn't say no. Like he kind of. Oh yeah, he straight up does, does not deny <laughs> at all. Yeah. I'm sorry, but also when Kirk is kissing her and she's like, "No, I'm programmed for another." I'm like, mm, "You That's guys." Kind of- Mm, something's up. I definitely tied those two together. I'm like, ah, I think I know who you're supposed to be saved for, or whatever. But yeah, yeah. fully functional androids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he Just... kind of talks a little bit how everything feels the same as human. So <laughs> how would he know? Yeah, there was a little extra creeper in there. That's true. That's true. There's some creepiness in a lot of these episodes. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Will anybody have any other final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? That was pretty much mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you guys. The creepy factor is definitely high on this episode. Ayla, anything unique from a woman's perspective? I mean, no. I mean, there were some things that were out <laughs> of its time, and there were some things where it's like, okay, this is the typical kind of stereotypical what they portrayed women as. But there were things that I was like, okay, that's ahead of your time. You got that right. Other things like, mm, come on. Back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we've, we've been pretty good yeah. about calling that stuff out when we see it, too. I was going to say, yeah, I feel a like, little bit better about some. Because there have been some some tricky episodes to uh, divulge or dissect oh, as... Smack uh, Nurse Chapel on the ass. Three dudes, or, yeah. Human Rand on the ass, excuse me. And, One, yeah. Thing has always been with Star Trek, the outfits that they have the women wear too. Oh That's- God, poor Andrea in this. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. she. They don't wear much because you look at the outfits for Corby and like they're in like full body suits. And um, Andrea comes in and she's like, it, it. It reminds me of that that J Lo green dress from like 10, 15 years ago, yeah. where it's like it's a yeah. really deep V. But then you got like sides oh, and it, like sides it's, it's, she's, she's barely covered. Well, but I feel like they were kind of tying that into the whole like he was with her or that was his I don't know what to call it, but his get by for the last five Real years ball. or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I feel like they were tying that into that. I, like I don't feel like they did too bad because definitely by today's standards that wouldn't even be considered well, risque. Like that was almost mm. nothing. But yeah. Well. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like, do you give them a pass because it's quote unquote the 60s? Or are you kind of like, eh, this could have been better? I don't know, Ayla, what do you think on that one? <laughs> it could have been better because if you think about it, in the 60s, that was not typical women's fashion. Women were more covered. What they were trying to do was, this is what we think women would wear in the future. Reality of that is, I think it was more, this is what men want us to wear in the future. <laughs> Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And in this this part of the mid '60s too, it's the start of the sexual revolution, and things are starting to become a little bit looser. So maybe that played a little bit into it too. They just kind of took that to its natural progression, yeah, or I what they thought that. would be its progression. I don't know. No. I was gonna say they weren't correct about that. In some ways, they were. Mm-hmm. But it was difficult for some people to swallow around that time from the people I've talked to. Well, and it is funny because that ties into what we've talked about in other episodes, just with the technology, like they were projecting current technology to future times. So everything is on tapes or everything is like something else. Or I I remember seeing something just from the 90s when we were kids, when it was like, do you remember when the world was saved with a floppy disk? You know, Mm -hmm. get this floppy disk to the thing and shove it in like people have a really hard time thinking of technology beyond their. Hey, floppy disks ran an entire park of dinosaurs. Okay, I don't want to hear anything (laughs) about that. Look look how that turned out. 
Do you know yeah. what they paid me to build 10 million lines of code? Come on. Nobody would do this job for what I bid. Don't get me started on the IT guy in Jurassic Park. Hey, <laughs> that's right. a soft right. spot for me. I spared no expense. <laughs> that's really that's a whole separate podcast. Thing, really. yeah. That's the... Yeah, look As for an IT guy podcast, myself, we'll talk weird. about that when we do Nerd Trek Presents Jurassic Park, okay? Yeah. Like, there, <laughs> there you go. We'll do that. Um, okay, well, that is what our little girl's made of. Um, Dave, What was so this is our first two redshirt kills, or Absolutely. deaths. Dave, what does that bring our total death count up to, including the androids and the redshirts? So two redshirts, 19 other crew, 33 that are not crew, total of 54 deaths on the series so far at episode 7. Okay. That's eight deaths per episode. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I enjoyed this one. Like I said, it, it does delve a little bit into the, our, you know, morals of androids versus humans. Where does it go? But then obviously it goes completely off the wall because no one's ever going to accept that. Um, overall, I think it's a good episode. I like that we got to get some backstory on Chapel. Um, cause yeah. you don't really, the rest of the, of the series or the movies, um, so it was nice. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, what's, let's ask uh, Dave on your Davometer. Oh, gosh. Uh, the Davometer scale, I'd put this at about a six, I'd say. I did enjoy it. I definitely enjoyed it more than our next episode, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but some of the last couple episodes, I've liked a little bit more. So, yeah, I'd say about a six. That's good. I had this, I, in the back of my head, I had this pegged at a five for you. So that's good. Really? Okay. Six, yeah. You're well, close. I love, I love anything mm-hmm. with androids. It reminds me a little bit of um, iRobot with some of the rules and stuff that they had to do and stuff they had to follow, which Isaac Asimov did a good job of being ahead of his time, too. So it's got a little bit of that nostalgia factor in there for me, even though I'm not a TOS Trekkie. It ties into other stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what about uh, you, Ayla? What do you think on this one? Final thoughts. I would say, I mean, if we're going to do scale 1 to 10, I also was thinking 6, just because of the cheesiness factor of it. It makes it a little... <laughs> Yay! Vindic- vindication for Dave. In my opinion, it was something that was like, I can watch you and do something else at the same time and still keep up with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's fair. So it, it doesn't completely grab your attention, but you're looking up at like the, the key points. Okay, not bad. All right, well, good. Um, so let's we'll wrap that on what our little girl's made of. Um, episode seven. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. It's a good episode. Um, pretty self-contained. Not a lot of Trek lore we're getting or any big thing. Uh, you know what's weird too is that I think so. This is episode seven. We haven't seen. I think. Spock is the only alien we've really seen. We haven't encountered any other aliens, anything like weirdness. So <laughs> no. we're, we're, we're getting there. Well, yeah, tying into my whole thing of like, oh, it's where no man has gone before. And apparently everywhere they visit is somewhere man has gone before. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully, yeah, we'll get there. I'm used to, like I said, TNG, where everything they discover is a new species. Or like, a holy new crap, what's this? Yeah, something. So there's always yeah. something going on. So... Um, all right, uh, Ayla, do you want to plug your social media stuff, and then we'll kind of close out the pod, podcast stuff? All right, well, you guys can find me on Instagram at Dream, just M-E-R-E and Dream. All right, and we are at Nerd Trek Podcast. Uh, you can send us an email at nerdtrekpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to, I don't know, yell at me for getting something wrong, or tell us we got something wrong on the episode. or Wrong. Tell us- or tell us how much you love us. Who knows? That could happen, right? Mm. 
Uh, if you send us something, I promise we will respond. We're monitoring. We're interested in knowing what you guys think, and we wanna we wanna hear from you. Um, you can find this podcast on any of your podcast delivery apps that are available. Uh, please give us a five star rating and review, please. It really, really, really <laughs> helps. Um, especially so if we want more episodes, it helps people find us. So, um, that's us. We are the Nerd Trek Podcast, and uh, Jeff, go ahead and finish us up. <laughs> Okay. Well, again, I would like to thank our our very first uh, guest, uh, Ayla, for joining us. I appreciate it. Um, you are welcome back anytime. Um, hopefully, it's not the the last time. I I hope. Well, yeah. she will be on for the next episode at least, right? Yes, I will. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> all right. Spoilers. <laughs> um, all right. With that. <laughs> That is it for us. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys.